Hello and welcome to another episode of Lace Up and Listen. I hope you've enjoyed all the episodes we've had so far. This week I'm joined by Becky Fleming. She is the creator of Track and Fit Club, an online running shop for all merchandise to help you celebrate those little wins and big wins when it comes to running and in fact cycling. She's also run, so far, five marathons, which is absolutely incredible. So I'm really looking forward to getting all of her advice and hearing how she's got on from running her first one to her fifth one and her plans for the future. Okay. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. The first thing I'd like to start with is um, basically ask you how you got into running in the first place. Okay. Um, I guess... Probably my running journey, if you want to call it a journey, is in two parts. Uh Um, So I grew up with a dad who was obsessed with running. (laughs) That was kind of his main passion as I was growing up. Uh Um, So obviously he tried to encourage me to run when I was little uh, with some success. (laughs) I think he, he was super keen on me following his passion Uh but um instead of kind of letting me find the passion myself he just kind of uh just assumed that I wanted to do it um dragged you along with it yeah so there's a lot of getting dragged along getting signed up for races when I wasn't expecting it doing all sorts of things how old Um, were you around then um oh gosh from like five oh really yeah Yeah. so he ran kind of all as I was growing up so it was his it was his big thing um so yeah from an early age he was encouraging me uh to do it I remember one time on my 13th birthday he, he made me run eight miles oh my gosh <laughs> welcome to being a teenager welcome to being a teenager which like looking back he was obviously thinking this this is a good thing this is a good oh, thing for her it. birthday but yeah um so yeah lots of running when I was little then as an adult obviously I thought I'm not doing that again it was horrible so for a long long time I didn't run um again until probably about maybe seven years ago okay. um and it was the sport relief mile oh yeah I don't know whether they still do that. I think they do, <laughs> do, yeah. They do yeah so it was that that got me into it um oh, and actually training for that kind of got that my like true love for running um almost like on my own terms I guess kind of running for me aiming for something even that was just a mile um yeah that was and I remember remember doing it afterwards it was in um I think it was Bushy Park Mm -hmm. and it was quite a big a big one there's quite a lot of people doing it yeah because that's the home of park that's right yeah yeah so it was was a big deal there's like a big crowd and obviously there's the kids who do it (laughs) and I remember afterwards walking home with my husband and literally just not stopping talking about how amazing it was and all the endorphins all the endorphins just from a mile and yeah it was just from that and I got into the routine of doing the training and stuff so yeah I just caught caught the bug again and it's just spiraled into the obsession that it is today <laughs> and how did you get involved with running with the club uh, was that um, straight away or so no I've been in I'm in Holy Harriers running club um and I've been in that club probably only for about 18 months oh, right. um so we moved about two and a half years ago from London to where we are now in Sussex 
Um, and we were thinking about joining a club and we kind of tried a few local ones, went to a few kind of taster sessions, but nothing had kind of stuck. Um, but then it was our neighbour who moved in next door to us. Uh, and we found that he was kind of the chairman of the club and we were like who's that guy in the street running like can we be his friend <laughs> and then yeah he basically just said oh I'm in Holy Harriers I'm kind of part of it and we were like that's it we're signing out we're doing it so yeah yeah and is, does it make a difference to you that well do you run a lot with your husband or <laughs> I'd like well I like to say yes but he's much faster than me <laughs> um so he'll he'll do what he would class as an easy run with me at not so easy <laughs> so yeah we do we do tend to so he'll kind of join me on like long, longer runs where he wants to deliberately like drop his pace a bit and I want to try and kind of match his pace um but any sort of like park run or any competitive run not a chance he is far he too fast off. Off, yeah. he just zooms off which is fine um yeah you know he's kind of doing his thing and that's absolutely fine but yeah we kind of come together after running separately and just yeah talk about it obsessively <laughs> <laughs> do you think it helps you stay motivated that you're both it's a passion that you both enjoy? absolutely yeah I think I, mean, I don't know what it would be like if I was married to somebody that didn't run I think it would be just so awful for them and for me <laughs> uh yeah it makes all the difference that we can just talk for hours about running and we plan any sort of holiday it's we don't oh, look really? at the tourist things. We don't even look at the food. We don't even look at the weather. It's where can we run when we go somewhere? Yeah. Uh, so weekends away, it's pretty much the first thing we think of. Like, is there a park run? What are the routes? And then we look on Strava and think, oh, what's people, you know, what, what have people done kind of there before? Uh, so, yeah, oh, it would be impossible if you didn't like running. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what made you decide that you wanted to do a marathon then? Because you said, well, you started off doing a mile. And you've done how many marathons is it that you've done so far? Uh, five. Five, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so what started that? Was it yeah. for charity or was it, it can, another Yeah, can, in the end it turned out to be for charity. Okay. Um, so it was it was strange. It was like it was like my running starting running came really quickly for me again. Um so after I did my little sport relief mile, I thought, mm. right, what else can I do? Um so I signed up for a half marathon which was oh wow you went straight from mile to half marathon yes yes I did that's just how crazy I am this is how my brain works it's, there's you know there's no logic to it um and it was what year would it be it would probably be 2011 uh-huh. uh and it was run to the beat which I don't know whether they still do that but it was a really cool half marathon in kind of Greenwich way okay. and it was a musical half marathon that sounds really so, cool yeah the idea was every mile or whatever they'd have live music so I thought that looks super cool I'll sign up for that and so then I started training for it and I hadn't been long training for it when I thought obviously I need to do a marathon <laughs> in April <laughs> so the half marathon was September and so I signed up for a marathon in April god, god knows why but, <laughs> but I did it and was that it's Brighton okay yeah so I've done Brighton four times so obviously obviously I loved it first time um but yeah I think it was just just sheer madness that made me sign up for it and then obviously like looking back at what my dad had done he's run gosh it was 20 marathons maybe more oh really it felt like growing up my dad was constantly running a marathon or constantly training for a marathon so So he's like your proper inspiration yes and my brother 
uh, as a marathon runner and he kind of kept it up a bit better than me from childhood so at that time he was more into running and I think at that time we just kind of done London so I thought yeah I'll sign up for it um and then yeah in the end I did it for um Stroke Association which was uh it, it was a good I think it was a good thing to do for my first marathon just to kind of it took the pressure off me a bit in terms of it's not about my time it's not about kind of me um so it was good to do it for a charity for that first one uh yeah, and then it's just it's carried mm. on from there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I know you did, was it this year that you did London, I'm sure? Yes, yeah. yes. And how did you find that in comparison to Brighton? Or the you... most magical day of my life. <laughs> it's probably the only way I can, it was so special and just a day of sheer joy. It re- Honestly, it really was. It was so, so good. Uh, yeah, and it was probably the, the first marathon that everything's gone pretty much how I could ask for it to go. So the previous Brighton marathon, so the four Brighton marathons before that, just terrible injury. You know, okay. just getting to the start line broken, just bits <laughs> dropping off, training that had just gone down the toilet and just kind of <laughs> getting round it just through hopes and prayers, basically. But so this was the first one where I nailed my training and... Yeah, I just, I just honestly just smiled the whole day through. Just, all, so yeah, cute. I just had like a massive grin around my, on my face the whole. It was just so so good. And how did you find the crowds? Did they absolutely spectacular? Was it really different from Brighton or? Yeah, the Brighton crowds are really good actually. Um, but there, there is a section of the Brighton Marathon where you go around kind of like a power station. Just when you don't want to be going around a power station, it's at the what is it, the 20, 20 mile point oh, to the 20 wow. to 23 miles so it's basically three miles so yeah bright I think Brighton's good up until that point when you just you want the time s- when you need the motivation yeah you just want to see yeah just a bit of human life it, it, it did get better as the years went on I remember the first one it was yeah quite quite empty uh but London it's just wall-to-wall people and they're so enthusiastic and they're just going like mental and confetti cannons popping music just it was so good it was so so good I can't wait to do it again are you definitely doing it again I hope so I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it next year um but yeah if I if I can get because I I got it through good for age I was going to ask you how did you get in yeah Yeah. so obviously I've done the ballot like everyone has (laughs) I've got a friend who's done it I think for seven years running and never got in yeah so I mean I was just trying to plug away the ballot so I was lucky enough to get at Brighton last year good for age for London this year so I think if like if the opportunity came around it was just like one massive party it was just (laughs) Like the whole day was so good. I keep like reliving it in my head, like, oh. Yeah, and your medal has pride of place, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's a lovely big medal. It's like <laughs> a proper nice chunky one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I did a half marathon and it was my first half marathon and I was so proud to just even finish. And the medal, it's lovely to get a medal and I should be grateful anyway, but the medal is just so tiny. Oh, that's the worst. Do you think the medal should like represent how you feel yeah, about it's the, the race? longest race I've done. It's the oh, smallest wow. medal I've got, but it's still it's still hanging up. It's still uh, there uh, being celebrated. Oh, yes. But um, you were saying about, um, what's it called, Run to the Beat? Do you usually listen to music when you're running in general? Um, I think I'm actually getting better at not relying so much on music. Um, So I used to, I used to panic if I didn't have music. And I remember one half marathon, it was the, um, there's a half marathon in Hull. 
and it was just before we got out the car and I somehow threw my water bottle just down me <laughs> and the car and my phone which obviously is like my phone and also the music mm. and then I was more devastated about the fact that I couldn't listen then now listen to music for the half marathon than the fact that I just ruined my phone and I just panicked the whole way through that run mm. and I thought this is not right I can't rely so much on music so yeah from from then I thought I've got to wean myself off it a bit so training yeah. run, training runs and kind of jogs around town yes podcasts and music and stuff just because you're trying to grind down the miles mm. um but for actual races I don't just because it, it I think it does help me focus more and mm. not use it as a crutch I guess I guess and then you can get the atmosphere yeah oh yeah I think if I listened if I listened to music in for London then I would have missed out on all those lovely crowds and things (laughs) were you following a pacer or how did you sort of go about it um I I saw the 315 pacer and I thought can I cling on to this guy and then I saw him zoom into the distance (laughs) uh no so I didn't actually follow a pacer um but I was basically glued to my Garmin mm. check-in. I had it set so you can um, see it mile by mile. So I, I literally just took it the whole race, just mile by mile by mile by mile. You've got to break it down like that. Yeah. Otherwise it was too far. Yeah, it's it like, is too it's far. Overwhelming. It yeah. was, yeah. And that really did help me because I had a set pace that I needed to do to get, because I was trying to get sub 3.30, so I knew that I had to get kind of eight, under eight-minute miles. So I just took it mile by mile by mile and kind of ticked mm. them off. So Wow. Yeah, I mean, somebody once said to me that it's like running eight park runs or something. I think I can barely run one park yeah. run. I know it's just trying to break it down that way. I like bit. the bit where it's just a park run to go. Anyway, so it's just got that left. But I think if I just saw it as eight park runs, I'd be like, oh my God, that's too, too many. many. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever think about running a marathon abroad? Or, uh, yes. Or doing any races yes, 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 yes. I'd love to. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to. So I'd, I'd, one of my ambitions is the to get the World Marathon Majors. Uh-huh. A lovely big there's medal. There's quite a few in America there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. So, yeah, my next my next ambition is Boston, which I think you, Do you have to run, everything run under three hours 30 to get even a chance for that? That's right, yes. Mm. So... Yeah, that's that's the time that I was aiming for under three thirty. Mm. Um, so for London, I got three twenty five. Wow, that's which, impressive! Oh my goodness. Yeah, so <laughs> that even just to get the chance to like sit down and physically apply for Boston feels like it's an out of body experience. Yeah. That's yeah. the type of thing that happens to other people. It doesn't <laughs> happen to me. So just to be able to do that, I mean, obviously there's still no guarantee that I'll get in because it's. So many people apply. So many people apply. Yeah, and the competition is really, really super high. So, but honestly, just just to like say that I've kind of qualified in inverted commas is it's almost like it's enough, and then I can just try again, you know, another year. Um, But yeah, just just to be able to sit down in a few weeks' time because it opens in a few weeks' time, um, and just to literally apply, I'm going to be so happy just Mm. to be able to do that. I know because I often think about Boston Marathon and what I, what actually comes to my mind is when they had the bombings there didn't mm. they and I think it's so weird that I don't think it's put anybody off no, at, all. at all everybody's still like well, I, I yeah. don't know how it feels to describe like it's it yeah. almost got more I don't know more everybody wants to do it that yeah. they're in it together it's yeah. more I don't know what the word is kind of solidarity or yeah it's yeah. given it more it's just like the yeah like the all the 
the community, the community that's the right yeah. yeah, that want yeah. to show yeah. that it doesn't matter. Exactly. We're still going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, to run that. it's such an ambition of mine, but <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. And did you say your um, husband has run the Paris Marathon before? Was that last year? Yes, so he ran last year. Um, did you find that? He absolutely loved it, and I loved it as a spectator. Uh-huh. Um, it was, it, yeah, I mean, things just like, even boring logistical things, like it's a huge marathon, but it felt like everything was in its place no one was getting pushed everyone knew where to go and a really nice That's reassuring yeah. yeah like a lovely wave start everyone went off in time there was enough toilets kind of stuff like that if you're nervous mm, that's what you need isn't it? yeah just things to go like, yeah and it went completely smoothly for him so he got there in time he got where he needed to be and it was I mean that start is so just the yeah, uh, it's iconic kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah yeah and yeah, when he went off, they played like some wonderful music. And I was like, my eyes were welling with tears. It was just like, oh, look at him go. Oh, and it was absolutely fun. wonderful. And he loved the course. And I mean, it's just kind of like tourist destiny, tourist things to see absolutely. all the way around. Yeah. How and many times did you manage to catch him? When I he caught him. I caught him just the once because I wanted to see him in front of the Eiffel Tower, which is a oh. mile 18. So I kind of saw him off and then kind of wandered down there. And that was a really nice place to be because obviously I saw like everyone come through. Uh, and yeah, it was just for that picture for him to go past. <laughs> we to take a picture, picture of it yeah. with the Eiffel Tower in the background. And then I zoomed over and I saw him at the finish. Um, yeah, that's it. Because I heard a, an, another of my friends' boyfriends ran it and she said they could have tried to squeeze in seeing him at another time. I think you but could. They were you... worried about missing him at the finish because he was going oh, faster yeah, than yeah, they thought yeah. he was going to. He was just like going, going for it. And they were like, no, we need to see him at the finish. Oh, you've got so. it. Yeah. But uh... it's a really nice finish because they kind of come around a corner. And oh, cool. So I was kind of on a corner. And it's it's really sweet to see people realise that they're coming around that corner. That they're so close. Yes. Yeah. And then people were like running to the crowd and like grabbing flags of like their nation's flags oh, and stuff wow. just for that last little bit. Yeah, that's it was so really cool. Good. Wow, really yeah. celebratory. Well, yeah. I guess finishing any marathon is a celebration, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, that felt like, like super, that super celebratory. Good. Yeah, it was really, really good. I'd like to do that one. Yeah, I think that's mm. probably on my list. I know. Right, I've got so many on my list, I, so I think I, I haven't to... even done one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop adding them. It's like the list will never end. What advice would you give to someone like me? I know that you obviously got experience well almost experience with mm. Paris Marathon or just someone running their first marathon what advice would you give for things like I don't know fueling or keeping the mental strength up or pacing or how what did you find difficult in your first marathon mm. oh my gosh the first one I mean everything but it almost oh doesn't matter because you have literally got to start somewhere. Absolutely. So even the things that are kind of a failure. So I went through a phase of trying these gels that I'd seen someone have, or I'd seen them somewhere, mm. and they just weren't agreeing with me. And for the whole for the whole training for that first marathon, I was like forcing down these horrible, oh. hideous gels that like, but I did because I didn't know me better. So I thought yeah. these must be what people have. But yeah, literally all I needed to do was just kind of like change brand. And then, so I think probably don't be frightened just to experiment and try things because it is your you you've you've got to learn at this stage with everything 
And same with shoes. I was wearing shoes that just kind of... Oh, really? Were giving me bother. But I just thought, oh, am I allowed to change shoes? Like, are there rules about shoes? Like, don't you have to kind of run a certain amount of mileage in shoes? It's just, if, if something's working, you've, you've got it. And if something isn't working, just try and change it. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. And I think for your first one, it's, it's, yeah, it's all about the firsts. Like, the first everything. Mm. Um... So, yeah, don't put too much pressure at all. I think if you lay on pressure, then there's there's no need for for any of that, just for your first one. Um, and just know that you're, like, doing something so special and awesome. Um, yeah, so many people just never run marathons. There's that That's statistic. It. It's, it's kind special of a, to be someone to so, even finish it. Yeah, it's so It doesn't matter if you do... Um, four hours that matter do six hours or ten hours yeah. well. so I did nearly, far, nearly five hours in my first one so but I think that, that was the, it, the that's probably realistic yeah. yeah but honestly when you finish the, the actual time is the least the least important it's the fact thing that you finished. it's the yeah. fact that you finished yeah. um that's so yeah nice. I just I think if, if someone signed up for their first marathon then the, you know they're they're already on their way really and the the little things like if you do some runs where your fueling's not right or you wear a kit that chafes or whatever it's absolutely fine just kind of and still even at my this is my sixth marathon I've still changing things trying things and you know it's I think that's all kind of part of the fun of it all <laughs> <laughs> that's it you gotta you gotta try something because you never know if it's gonna work or not yeah so tell me about the marathon that you've got coming up then oh gosh um so this year I've decided to um take all leave of my senses and think that signing up for three marathons in one year was oh my gosh so yes. when have you done them so far this year obviously April and April then. yes so in a couple of weeks time I've got Richmond um which I had kind of put in as a backup to try and qualify for Boston so I thought if I oh, I, I really see. wanted like a, a bit of a buffer Mm. um but in the end ironically the boston qualifier window is already shut by oh, richmond because you kind of you don't know for that year yeah, yeah. You, they don't release the dates i thought oh i see you might oh, have yeah put in there. that's right <laughs> so i guess the pressure's off because yeah. you know um so yeah that's coming up in a couple of weeks and then i've got uh, just a nice gentle beachy head marathon you know just, <laughs> gentle marathon just i don't think it's words that usually go together <laughs> Just, I just thought, yeah, I'll just kind of like finish off the year with something absolutely insane. Wow. So when is that one? That's October, end of October. October. Oh, that's quite soon after uh, Richmond. But that was always just going to be for fun. And I I think I might walk most of it. That's kind of like how I always thought it was going to be. There's there's no time pressure. It's just all about the experience. That's it. Yeah. Um, What made you choose that one then? Oh, because I did the 10K last year and I absolutely loved it. And I felt so jealous of everyone doing the marathon. I thought maybe I should do the marathon next year but it's absolutely beautiful it was freezing cold it was so so cold um but it's just amazing the run both the marathon and 10k you start on a huge huge climb up from kind of the the street up beachy head mm-hmm. and you're just up in the hills and it's there's like sheep and it's wonderful and yeah I just thought I've got to I've got to do this marathon um but yeah I'm going to walk most of it Gonna have a little Mars bars, maybe some sausage rolls, and just just chill out. And <laughs> that just hope, sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah, hope that the legs survive. Richmond, yeah, Richmond. I had I had 
plan to take a bit more seriously but I think my legs are still they're still shot from London so I'm just gonna just gonna round the game. Just gonna try and survive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is the plan. Okay. <laughs> now we've talked a lot about marathons and the running, the physical running, but I know you also run a little business of your own that you sort of created all linked to running. That's Would right. you like to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yes. So I run um, an online shop called Track and Fit Club, um, which I've been running since about May last year. Oh, so it's still quite recent. Um, yes, yeah. quite recent. What made you decide to go for it? Oh, it was obviously to do with marathons. <laughs> <laughs> so what it was, um, I was training for Brighton Marathon last year. And I'm the type of person that likes to reward myself for running achievements. So <laughs> I kind of like, I always have a lot of lush bath bombs a lot of delicious Haribo, like little treats just to keep me motivated. And yeah, I just, I always have something to look forward to after the end of like a long training run. And I thought I want to get myself something nice to show that I've done this marathon. And I just wanted a bag that said marathon runner, like a tote bag. Uh-huh. And I thought that's a nice little gift for myself. Um, and then obviously I looked online and I couldn't find any. And I thought, oh really? Oh, yeah, right. you that they'd be making you a fortune out of this. Would. So I, you saw the gap in the market. I saw the gap in the market. <laughs> Selfishly, I thought I want this bag. And I thought, oh, that's such a shame. I thought it would be really cute to have a little bag that I could go around town and be like, look at me, I'm a marathon runner. <laughs> Um, and then I thought rather well, than wearing a medal everywhere oh, yeah. exactly that's a bit <laughs> over the top so I thought oh, a bag would be sufficient um but yeah there just there just wasn't any um and I thought there must be a way that I could just maybe like a local print shop or something if I just went and was just like oh can you do a bag for me um but then yeah I just went on photoshop and I'd done a bit of like designy stuff for previous jobs so I thought I'm sure I could cobble together something um then yeah I did I got it like made just a one-off got it made and I thought this is really nice and then um it was a couple of weeks after the marathon I had it on uh uh, obviously I was injured (laughs) so I was uh spectating Mike my husband he was doing a run and I had the bag and then someone came up to me and were like oh my god I really like your bag and I was like thank you I made it I made it and I thought oh I wonder like I wonder whether this could be a thing and then yeah I just went crazy I thought well if people like bags then people are gonna like mugs and then they might like t-shirts and Mm -hmm. yeah I've always been like a creative person always into art always into designing stuff Mm -hmm. just constantly always had like a little hobby on the go of some sort and I thought this could be like a really nice hobby even if it's just for me. Yeah. Um, but then it turned to something more than just for me, which has been <laughs> wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I started selling on Etsy, which I, uh-huh. I still sell on Etsy, so I've still got that um, because I, I love Etsy and what it represents and mm. just the fact that it gives a platform to small businesses like people just sole, sole entrepreneur type people just kind of doing it in mm-hmm. their homes. I, yeah, so I'll probably always sell on Etsy. Um, and then I launched my own website. I think it was January this year, and it's just so it's been a big year. Yeah, it's All been a big year, year and yeah. yeah, I just absolutely love it. Um, just <laughs> I, I still get so excited with every single order, mm-hmm. and I still message my husband and tell him where the order's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a little scratch off map, 
so I scratch oh, off wow. and the countries. Oh, I see. So tell me about your international orders then. Um, yeah, ordering? so um, quite a lot of American orders. Oh, wow. Which oh, is really, so cool. really fun. Yeah. Um, I suppose especially if you're thinking that you want to get into like Boston or somewhere yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, Europe, Australia, things like wow, that. Um, wow. And obviously lots in, lots in the UK. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I really, really love it. And it's such a, a nice, I mean, obviously I've got like a, a normal day job, an office job. Mm. So this is kind of when I step out from that and into like my own business, it feels mm. like I'm kind of me doing mm. something that I'm really passionate about. And yeah, I just love it. Yeah. So you don't feel overwhelmed that you've got to think, oh my gosh, I've got to do my normal job. I've got to do all this online. I've got to do my training. I'm going to run in a marathon. Do you think it ever gets too much? <laughs> It's well, just, if you're passionate about yeah, it, I suppose. I was. I got up at four thirty this morning to work. Oh my on my shop because I knew that I had to fit it in before park run. But then I didn't have to fit it, fit it in. It's like this to me seems like a perfect mm. morning. So yeah, no, just, I suppose if you want it to be perfect, you know in your head how you envision yeah. it. Yeah. But it, yeah, every bit of work I do on it, it's like it's something for me so it, do, it never feels like a chore it never feels like it's, it's something it, you would buy or wear yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean never, yeah it never feels like a, yeah a burden it just feels wonderful I just <laughs> love it and then, you know yeah like talking to customers and doing all my product photography it's uh-huh. just yeah it's everything yeah. I enjoy so oh that's brilliant yeah I know you don't just do running merchandise you also do a bit of cycling um, things like t-shirts and yes. the same sort of things what made you add that into it you, have you always been a keen cyclist or um, I think it was it was definitely when I started cycling um so I'll admit it I'm a really bad cyclist oh my goodness so am I <laughs> I I mean I'm the worst um see <laughs> so yeah, I only started cycling properly on big scary roads about 18 months ago uh-huh. got myself a little bike got myself a little helmet and then just kind of give it a go um and like I was saying before I like to kind of c- commemorate these sort of things mm. and kind of mark these sort of um little personal like achievements little milestones. Yeah, yeah little milestones um and I was finding that cycling things are all quite aimed at people that know what they're doing um <laughs> So there's kind of obviously massive cycling brands that are all quite serious and technical mm. and they can that just didn't seem like me. So I thought, well, what would I buy as a semi-rubbish cyclist who's just kind of starting out and can't really indicate and um, certainly can't get up a hill properly? Um, and I thought, yeah, I could definitely design some things with a, a cyclist like me in mind, someone that's probably never going to be any good probably kind of is never gonna you know get up a hill very fast um but just loves it for what it is so Mm -hmm. when I cycle I know I'm gonna have to take a thousand breaks and you know have a breather and uh I'm I'm never gonna do like the huge distances like 30 miles is Mm -hmm. the most I've ever done that took me about four hours with a lot of uh stops for photos and stuff Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's kind of it's appealing to that sort of cyclist who Mm -hmm. loves it and just loves getting out there but finds the kind of the normal cyclist world a, a bit, bit too intimidating a bit too intimidating yeah. a bit too scary mm. um so yeah 
Hmm. And did you go to see the Tour de France? I did. Yeah, that's so oh, cool. my God. Let me tell you how good that was. <laughs> yeah, so we went this year and oh, it was so, so, so good. It was just fantastic. The atmosphere. Oh, it was amazing. So we went to, I think it was about stage 15 um, and it was a mountain stage. So we'd, we'd picked it because obviously we've watched it for years and you see those amazing shots of when they're going up the climb oh and gosh, the yeah. crowds are yeah. within touching distance right next to them, right yeah. next to them. and they're going s- slow enough obviously not slow but slow enough so that you can actually see them so we thought we don't want to sprint stage or anything flat because they'll be, they'll gone. be gone i suppose yeah I see, yeah I see the logic there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so we thought we've and we've been, we planned our holiday around it basically <laughs> we thought where can we go well it's nice um and what and kind of the stage of the race where it's going to be interesting and it really was because it had been going for a couple of weeks by then uh and yeah so we kind of wrecked it the day before we walked up the climb to find a good spot to sit mm-hmm. um and then yeah we just kind of walked up and we sat there and there was loads of Colombian fans around us and just hundreds of people and we must have been sat there for about four hours until they came um and kind of the um the team cars come up first and mm-hmm. everyone's getting really excited and then the caravan comes up throwing out all the free gifts and things oh wow i didn't realize it was amazing like and yeah. we could, you could see the helicopters oh, wow. and then we just got connection on our phone just at the perfect point to hear the commentary to say that the um that they were at the bottom of our climb so we knew yeah, they were coming they were on their way and then oh my god when when we saw them I could have quite happy burst into tears. <laughs> I was so emotional because we'd been waiting so long. And yeah, it was like cyclists that we'd seen on telly. So it was like, they're real, they're here. <laughs> and we were lucky enough to see like such a good bit of the race as well. Um, so we saw kind of the, they turned the corner and then Yates attacked, which was obviously mm-hmm. the kind of the, the start of him winning the stage. Yeah. So we, yeah, and we saw it and, oh my gosh. And then, then obviously the Peloton came past and we were so close and we got so many amazing pictures. Um, and then, yeah, I was there my, my T-shirt, my T-shirt <laughs> that I designed and thought, what a day. It was really, 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 really special. It was, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I want to go next year, I want to do it again. <laughs> oh, that's the thing, you go and you think, oh yeah, I want, I want to go back, but then you want to do the next thing. And so I know, there's too many I'm things to do. things to my list. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever move to a triathlon? Would you add swimming into I, the equation? Oh, God. You want to see how bad I am at swimming? Um, you think I'm bad at cycling? You've not <laughs> seen me in the pool. I have got this silly, silly dream of doing an Ironman. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a ludicrous dream. But I think <laughs> I've got it there. It's it's kind of there in my mind. Maybe, maybe one day. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'd, I'd love to try. I'd love to just try it. Um and I'd quite cheerfully just turn up and be last. That's fine. Like, Well, I heard something or read something that said the people or the person that comes last gets the most, well, it's, it makes their entry free, entry fee most worth it <laughs> because they've actually spent all that money and they've yeah, got the yeah, most yeah. time. Oh, so it's a good way to think about it. Yeah, they're out there for longer. Yeah. So they're getting more bang for their buck. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to, but I think I'd probably have to, I think with running, my legs kind of know what they're doing, but with swimming, I'd have to get some sort of lesson. <laughs> I'd get, I have to, I need professionals Be to, a new challenge yeah, to, to bring me up to speed, yeah. but definitely never say never. Mm, that's it, yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you if they're interested in looking at your shop or looking at your marathon yes. training? Or so, like that? yes, um, my website is trackandfitclub.com mm-hmm. um, and that's also where I blog about my training um, and bits and bobs. So, obviously, I'll be blogging about Richmond Marathon, Beachy Head Marathon. Yeah, I think by the time this is published, you will have already finished oh, yes. Richmond, so, Richmond Marathon. So, that'll so get be on the blog and the celebrations. I did. Hopefully, it all went well. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yes, and that obviously, my online shop's there, so you can um, look at all my stuff. Have a little peruse. Have a little peruse. Um, I think probably Instagram is where you'll find me more often on mm-hmm. social media. Um, so, that's... Um, at track and fit club okay brilliant well thank you so much for thank you um taking part this has been so much fun oh you're absolutely welcome thank you again thank you very much okay since recording this episode becky absolutely smashed richmond marathon and she has done a blog post all about it if you'd like to catch up with her about that and she's also sent off her application for the boston marathon for next year so we wish her all the luck in the world to getting for getting into that um this is actually the final episode in this mini series of lace up and listen so i really hope you've enjoyed it um i hope you've enjoyed all the other episodes if you've missed out on one or two or three of them or however many don't forget you can always go back and listen and catch up and get all of the advice from all of the amazing people i've been speaking to about whether that's getting you into running or going to park run, signing up for a first race, a first half marathon, a marathon, joining a running club or running community, or just getting active any way you can. Go back, have another listen, and all the information's there for you. I'm hoping to do a few more episodes in the coming months, so keep your eyes and ears peeled. And thank you so much for joining me so far on this journey.